0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey
1: there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And
2: two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world. George's box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's I don't know maybe you're a Yankee fan, who knows anymore? Who knows what it's a good day for? Welcome to the most depressing day for everybody. (laughs) We're the most depressing, angriest podcast. I don't listen to other baseball podcasts. Do you?
2: Uh, I listen to Scott and Andrew sometimes. I've actually been listening to Andrew's Friday history lesson. I've been enjoying those, but for the most part, no.
1: Those. So here's the thing with Andrew's history lessons. I've never listened to them. They look like they are put together very well. I would imagine they're very good if you're into that sort of thing, which I'm not. It's very nerdy. Yeah. It's for nerd. Like I didn't watch Game of Thrones until like right before the first the uh, last season started because I just didn't want to be left out. But all along, people were like, You don't watch Game of Thrones? So I was like, No, I'm sure it's very good. It's just not for me. Uh um, so, yeah, and I've seen like people commenting on them. And uh, you know, saying like how great they are, and I, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna listen, and then I just, I don't, because I just don't listen to anything. Uh, maybe I will now, because all my favorite uh, comedy podcasts are all sex offenders,
2: Maybe <laughs> like, wild times.
1: Well, it's been such a wild week. Yeah, I don't like, I don't know when Ro- what's going on with Rogan. Uh, I mean, I've I've talked about it on the show, like I'm such a huge Chris D'elia fan.
2: Okay, the comedian, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's been like, I've actually been down in the dumps around the house. Like, my wife has been like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, it's just like, it's hitting me hard. Depression, man. I mean, this is what happens
2: when you're, what are we, four months into quarantine? I don't even know anymore. We yeah. Baseball, it happens.
1: And then it's just like, yeah, and it's like, literally, like, my one of my favorite entertainers. It's just like, oh, this guy likes to fuck underage girls. <laughs> That's a tough blow. Just another one. Just another blow. Yeah, it's been rough. Oh, and then um I've had Susie for six months. She's in heat. We thought like, oh, someone owned her before. Like, you try to when you save a dog like that, you try to piece together. You wonder a lot, like, where were you? Like, what is your life story? And so she's so good with the baby and like adapted you know, adapted well here that I was like, Alright, so she had a family at some point before. I don't know anymore. Like because if she had a family, you'd think she'd be spayed. That's true. And I thought you took care of all
2: that because didn't that weekend you were doing all the shots and the fleas and everything?
1: No. So they couldn't tell because she was so emaciated. They're like, we can't really tell, like, scarring or not. They're like, we think she has been, but we can't guarantee it. Um, and Which, like, whatever. It's not like I paid for them to do something. And then it's just been like, all right, well, if we can hit six months of her not – like, it not happening, like, we're probably good. And it was six months, like, a week ago. So we thought – like, we had, like, talked, like, oh, yeah, so I guess she's good. And then all guess of a sudden not. you start finding droplets of blood on the floor. I'm like, going to guess you
2: didn't take a walk today. What do you mean? Like, you didn't take Susie for a walk today, right? No,
1: no, she's not leaving the house. I was going to say. Like, she's just – she's going in the yard. Yeah. The weird thing is, so George – Does not I mean he's neutered, so I don't know if that plays into it. Like it's made him no more interested in her. It's actually made him more like he needs to cuddle with me or my wife, like all the time.
2: Interesting. Almost the opposite reaction.
1: Yeah. Like he's scared of it. I think it's attracting bears. (laughs) Um so yeah, so it's just been quite a week. I mean, we're it's five twenty four on Tuesday and we are 24 minutes after we're supposed to know what's happening with baseball.
2: Yeah, I think the issue is somebody needs to wake Tony Clark up from his afternoon nap and tell him that the deadline passed. I don't know what this guy's doing. I have no idea what he's up
1: to. So, okay, I've seen people saying, like, Tony Clark has to go. Like, he's so bad, the way he's handled all this. I think Tony Clark has done a great job.
2: Yeah, I disagree. I disagree heavily. Look, they whined and bitched for three months about getting this prorated pay. They finally got that offer last week for 60 games. It wasn't a perfect offer, but it was a prorated offer, and they didn't take it. And you know what? After whining and when and where and that whole bullshit stick, I'm kind of over it, man. You guys should have taken it. You think they should have taken it a week
1: ago? I do, yeah. I think they should have responded today on time at least. So, counterpoint, you offer me 60 games – Starting at the end of July, at the beginning of June. Why am I in a rush? I want 70 games. Like, we want, the players want more games for you, the fan, Nicholas. They want you to see 70 games. They want you to see 114 games. They're willing to play double headers. So, if the owners offer 60 and you're not up against it, why not say we want to do 70? And, and here's what we're willing to offer you as well, which was expanded playoffs for at least two seasons, like a lot of opportunities to make back money.
2: And I think the owner should have accepted that seventy-two. Look, I think they've both been assholes. I think they've both been acting like I think like Tony dickhead. Clark
1: has done a fantastic job.
2: Why didn't he take the 60, man? When and where? Because he wanted the 70. 70. But their whole thing was just pay me per game, whether that's 10 games, 48 games, and 60. Look, that was a
1: pretty good offer. But I thought that was but pretty they solid. Had time, so, like, they've lost nothing. All they've lost is you've lost sleep. That's, that's all true. I was lost. up till 4.30 last night, so that's definitely true. Yeah, like, all it is, it's just affecting you don't know when. Like, the start date would have been the same if they accepted a week ago, or it happens today, or it happens tomorrow. That's not changing.
2: Well, 5 o'clock deadline has, has come and gone. So what? The owners gave a deadline, man. At least be respectful enough to get back with something by the end of the deadline. I think it's disrespectful. I think it's – and the the players want to talk about negotiating in bad faith. But the
1: players don't have to uh, accept anything. The owners say be there on July 1st. The players have to be there or they're in violation. That's all it is.
2: He can't put out a statement saying we'll be there. takes 10 seconds. They don't have the health and safety protocols. I'm so over this, man. I'm sorry. I've been ripping the owners with you this whole time, but the players have to take some, some blame at this point, man. They are dragging their feet.
1: But, but, okay, so if they're supposed to be there July 1st, Mm -hmm. which is, I feel like if you're going to start on the 26th, the July 1st date, I think, is a a last, like, fuck you. Because 4th of July, long weekend, whatever, you know, your wife does, your family, whatever – And who knows, you know, what activities can happen in different places. Okay. They said they need three weeks. If the season starts on the 26th, they could be there on the 5th. But they said the 1st.
2: Just another example of another bullshit negotiation tactic. You're right. Fuck up their 4th of July weekend. Why not?
1: So I don't think that the – so wait, I'll just – as a whole, I'm at – Maybe 10% chance we have a full uh, baseball season. You think there's a 10% chance that they
2: do the 60-game thing? That's it?
1: That they get through it. I don't think they get through it.
2: Do you think they'll start it?
1: I think there's uh, – I don't know where I, I – I, yes. I well, I think they will start spring training. Got it. I don't know that we even get to a
2: season. Wow. You don't think we can get through three weeks at camp? I –
1: have you looked at what's going on with
2: I have I have looked in Florida and obviously us living here, I've looked at the Phillies and I think they're up to nine yeah. players and coaches that have it, so what's gonna happen with them? I like, think they're on run. the schedule in a grapefruit game. I mean, what are we doing there?
1: You're gonna run into I mean, these guys are gonna get it, right? And when you start to look at like where the numbers end up, there are some guys based on advances that they already got who are going to play this 60 games for, like, hundred grand? You start yeah. getting enough guys sick, you've got an out, you've got a couple paychecks they can't provide because the league has to provide, like, the health and safety.
2: Yeah, that's true, and that's what we're still waiting to hear, we don't know what's been discussed and what's gone back and forth with that. All we see is that the players haven't gotten back to the owners. That's, that's so all the the player
1: So my understanding and I know you've been up till 4.30 in the morning thinking about this, um, is the owners said, hey, 60 games. The players said we want 70. The owners were insulted by that. There was no way they could meet in the middle, uh, which is stupid. And then Manfred essentially said, I'm implementing a 60-game season. See, here's the thing. I feel like he didn't quite do that. I feel like he said, we want to have a 60-game season started on July 1st. you guys agree to that? Whereas I think the, what the players are looking for is to not agree to anything, be told where to be, when to be there, and then they can file their grievance. Like I think the season, it not being agreed on today, I don't think has any bearing on the July 26th date. I think they still have... I mean, if you want to give guys a week or 10 days, whatever it may be, the I think it's like Friday or like next Monday. At the latest, right? But it, it's
2: kind of frustrating that we've had all these deadlines June 1st, I like think June 10th.
1: But none of those are real deadline. deadlines. Like those well, are deadlines for part, you. And that's frustrating to me. Yeah, but th- like you're not at the negotiating table. That's not a deadline that has anything to do with you. You're right, you're
2: right, but it just seems like, in terms of the bad faith, looks horrible where they're imposing these deadlines on each other and nobody's listening to each other. It's an embarrassment.
1: Oh, I mean, it, it can get way worse, like, over the next two years. Because I still think that there's – so, again, I know because I'm sure there may be some people who are like, COVID's a hoax or whatever. Cases are up they're up amongst young younger people right now hospitalizations i think in like arizona it went up but overall like we're not at that like there's no ventilators stuff like i think even in the time between like the original like swarm and now as things have gone down in most places and and 20 states are now ticking back up uh like the hospitals have just been able to get like better prepared you know uh but I still think, you know, you've got people whose families have pre existing conditions, whatever. It's like, I don't think the NBA plays either. I don't think the NBA is happening at all. I think that was cute. It put, uh, you know, it made them look like thought leaders, but I don't think they're playing either.
2: It was good PR, and now we look back at that Arizona, Florida plan, (laughs) and those are the two biggest states.
1: And that's, I said that. I don't know exactly what I said, but you go back. I was like, I mean, we're talking about, I thought it was the most feasible. And you had the most morally flexible governors. But, like, yeah, I mean, eventually those hot spots are going to pop up.
2: Yeah, can't do it. The whole Florida thing looks like a wash. And I believe John Heyman already said that the Yankees, if we do have a season, that the Yankees will have spring training in the Bronx.
1: Yeah, the Yankees and Mets are going to do that because originally originally everyone else was going to be home. They were going to be in Florida. Now it's the other way around. And I know as, you know, you're starting to see some movement like, People from the Toronto Raptors went down to Florida. I think yesterday uh, to quarantine because they're coming from another country. Like I mean, technically it doesn't matter that you're an NBA employee; you're coming from another country. So they went somewhere in Florida to quarantine for 14 days. So like some of the pieces are starting to move, and then you know when this comes out on Wednesday, that's when the NBA players and there's some of them are starting to opt out, but like they individually have to give their notice of whether they'll be there or not. So, and what I yeah I think what I read
2: from the MLB is that the our players will get 72 hours to make that decision. And so my question to you is, what percentage of players do you think will say, you know what, I'm not playing?
1: I think it depends on the health and safety protocols. If I've got a big contract, I'm not going. Like if I'm Mike Trout or if I'm Garrett Cole, I you know yeah, I want to play for the Yankees. I want to play for my whole life, but I got this kid coming. Like, because Cole's wife is due, like, isn't she due, like, any day now?
2: She's due any any day. I was going to say it was supposed to be a June baby, so that should be, yeah, any day coming up.
1: So it's, like, any day now he's going to have his first child, and then he's going to go to pandemic spring training. (laughs) Welcome aboard, Garrett. Get on the mound, you know? Like, and I get it in, like, a regular thing. It's like, yeah, you have your kid, and, you you know, you're back at work in three days, you know, if you're a baseball player. But then going into, like, pandemic spring training where it's a thing that if everyone accepted – and this would kind of be a thing if you got every player to sign off on this. Like, yo, you're going to get this. You're going to get it. We're all going to get it. I mean, you obviously already had it. Like, eventually I'm going to get it, but it's a matter of am I going to get it in the wild or am I going to get it through a vaccine? But, like, these guys are all going to get it in the wild.
2: Yeah, It's if. It's not – or it's when. It's not if.
1: Yeah. At this point. So – You know, there are guys where it's just like, does it make sense to go? Or is it just like, listen, I'm working out. Like, I'll be down there eventually. Does that play in this? There's so much
2: going on. The other thing that I can't really understand is how the hell are we going to have spring training in the Bronx? I mean, in Tampa, they got 10 fields, 17,000 batting cages, and Yankee Stadium is just one field. I mean, you got the park across the street, got some batting cages. Do you think
1: they're going to go to the park across the street?
2: I'm wondering. I'm wondering. What are they going to do? That's my question.
1: Huh. I didn't even think of that. I thought it was just going to be like really just – I think the the idea is you're a professional athlete. You should have been staying in some kind of shape like this whole time, right? Like in pretty good shape. You should be getting in swings. You should be in a batting cage. Like wherever you are, you have the resources to do that. And I think if like you didn't have like the resources, you know, as an individual, you're a young player or whatever, like – the team would help with that, and uh, facilities have been open. I mean, DJ Lemayhu has hit every day, probably.
2: Yeah, he's been there every day.
1: Yeah. So I wonder what he's doing right now. He's probably just staring at a wall. Um, he's taking BP or staring at a wall. <laughs> Only two <laughs> things it. he does. Staring at a wall, thinking about BP. He. <laughs> so. It's gonna be like. You know, in between playoff rounds, you know, if, like, you win in, you know, four or five games and you see, like, oh, they've got a workout. And you're like, what are you really doing at this point? Standing around in the sleeveless hoodies. I think it's going to be a lot of that. Um, I think they'll probably play a fair amount of, like, intra-squad games. Because I think it was still up in the air, like, how the spring training games are even going to work. And if you're in Florida and Arizona, it's obviously much easier to do them than... Like, I guess just the Yankees and Mets can play each other a bunch of times?
2: I guess, or Philly. But, yeah, what's the point of traveling any further than, than Philly or the Mets to play a meaningless spring training game? And you can call up your, your AAA guys, your AA guys, and say, we need bodies.
1: Yeah. So I have no idea how it's going to work. It would be, it'd be funny if the Yankees did have something going on on the fields across the street. It but would, right? That is such a health hazard. Andrew Cuomo would be on TV in like four minutes because even if it's not an announced, like, oh, the Yankee if you announce, like, hey, the Yankees are going to have a workout and there's going to be, like, a perimeter set up of security, that place is mobbed. Yeah, I mean, I would consider going to watch that at this point. If you don't announce it and all of a sudden the Yankees are just out there working, like, doing shit, now, like. The Bronx is piling down on it. That's not
2: good. You, you have to announce it, in my opinion. You can't just do a surprise, surprise thing.
1: Well, I'm thinking not even like, hey, we want people to come watch it. Just like, hey, we're just we need space, so we're just we're giving it a shot here. Or unless maybe on top of that parking garage, there's a soccer, so it's turf. But there's like a football soccer field up there, and that's much easier to secure. And it's it's kind of hidden. I've never yeah. even seen that.
2: Yeah. Ah, okay. Seems like forever ago we were walking across that baseball field with tall boys getting ready for, for yeah. game four, doesn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, man, it's been so long. Um. So, yeah, in terms of space, I think it's just going to be a lot. It's also because it's not even like your 25-man roster. Like, we're talking about, like, 50 guys. I was going to say probably 50, 60 guys that are going to take And I think, it. yeah, if you've got a 50-man, you know, taxi thing, you got to bring 60 guys at least. Some people, like – Damn, imagine getting cut from the expanded shit.
2: That's sad. Yeah. That's a sad thought.
1: And, you know, they the Yankees
2: always ask guys, like, they might even ask a guy like Jason Dominguez, you want to come here and hang out at MLB camp? I mean, the Yankees are notorious for inviting younger guys or guys that they think are going to be stars to hang out with the big
1: boys. I don't think it's as much of a hang anymore. I think he's in that 50 guys. Like, we just need arms, you know? You can't tell me that. If you're going to carry an extra – I don't know. I th- I don't know if they – I know originally they had numbers around it. I think it was like you couldn't do more than like 12 more pitchers or, on that, so it had to be like 12 and 8. Like you can't tell me that there are – after the minor le- – after like the 25-man roster, there are 12 better pitchers than him. Well, you yeah, might be and the he- 12th of those guys in terms of just maturity and like working on stuff. But anyone else you put out there for him, you might as well put it on a tee.
2: Yeah, and I think the, this amount of roster is really going to benefit us. Like, if you look at us and the Dodgers, the Dodgers might have a better top 25 than us in terms of 1 through 25, but I think we have a better 1 through 40 than them, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's the depth that Cashman has built.
2: Right, which is our advantage, and we know guys are going to go down, although according to, I think, Jim Bowden, he said Judge will be good to go. In about a month, Hicks will be good to go. So the starting outfield that I was crying about not seeing in Baltimore, all of a sudden, I told if you not to worry. Season,
1: you did. I, I don't you, think you predicted this. You but. can't get upset in February. <laughs> Who would have known
2: Judge would be ready for for opening day all on? Can you imagine if we actually had a season and he was still out and hadn't played a game? Like people would be going.
1: Nuts. I hadn't seen what Bowden said, and so this morning when I was walking my dog, I was. Uh, you know, I just started thinking about, like, what are the things to talk about? What are, you know, bits, shit like that. Um, and I was just like, damn, no one's more terrified at 5 o'clock than Aaron Judge's rib. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might have benefited
2: from this the most from a, from a player standpoint. I mean, we we've talked about the Astros not having to play in front of fans, which is a nice out for them. But, I mean, Judge, he was already under that injury microscope going into this season. He's going to be. He's going to be. And he's gonna have no margin for error. Like once July 25th comes up, if he pulls a hamstring or has a sore elbow, or even if he gets hit on, even if he gets hit on the wrist again, there's gonna be no, there's gonna be no sympathy.
1: Yeah, he cannot get injured. He needs to be. He doesn't have to play 60 games, but he can have a day off here and there. He's got to play 50 games
2: out of 60. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Other than the load management days,
1: Stanton's that's got to, be got to play 55. The amount of pressure
2: on those two is going to be immense from, from Stan not playing at all last year, and they really haven't been healthy at the same time, dominating at the same time like we all thought they would. There's going to be a real, really high amount of pressure on those two, more so than anybody on the roster, I think.
1: So where we stand right now is we're just waiting for the players, like whatever shenanigans the play And I'll admit, they're doing some shenanigans right now. They are, you know, I think they're trying to keep their legal options open because – I think once they agree, it becomes, did they then waive their right to sue? Because their whole plan is they're going to sue for the pay of another 10 games, 15 games, whatever it is.
2: And that doesn't piss you off at all that they're worrying about suing instead of just getting their asses on the field? They're going to worry about the stupid grievance? I mean, come on. It's a game. They hit a ball with a stick. I'm over the game. I'm over the game within the game of this negotiation. No, you only want the game. All you want is baseball. Get on the field. Yeah, at this point, yeah, just please get on the field. You're getting your prorated pay. That's what you whined about. That's what you begged them for. For three months, they offered it to you. Take it and let's go. That's where I'm at. And I'm a player's guy, man. I always
1: I always take the player's side. I think they should, too. Oh, dude. It's not going to stop the season from happening. If it's 60 games, you're still going to get 60 games. But it's going to create a bullshit circus and more bad publicity for the sport. The billionaires should have paid. It's the owners who don't care about baseball that's the issue. Because the owners come and go. Like, these guys, like, how many of these owners even like baseball? I'd say maybe five out of 30. They should make it that to own a team, you have to go to 81 games a year. Or pass a test, though. What is a (laughs) balk? Yeah, but, like, you have to go as an owner. It could be every home game. It could be a couple road trips. But, like, I want want to see more owners there. I feel like we used to see George all the time in the boxes. The way you see Mark Cuban, you know, or the guy who owns the Sixers who got Meek Mill out of jail. Like, you will see him all the time. Unfortunately, you see James Dolan all the time. Well, yeah, I was gonna say the NBA
2: guys are pretty much courtside for every game, and I, you never see them show how. Ever, yeah. I mean, they show Cash. I don't think how likes yes. baseball. Yeah, I don't think he's there much. And I, does he live in?
1: He might live in Tampa, right? I mean, he's definitely whole, got houses in each, but yeah, I mean, they have. You know, I think he does most of his work out of there.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say the Steinbrenner Empire, if you will, is based out of Tampa. I mean, I know Cash lives in Connecticut or somewhere near near the stadium, but yeah, they almost show Cash as if he's the owner. I mean, he's been there for over 20 years. He almost has that kind of presence at this point when they show him.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, he is to a certain extent, like he's the face of the front office. As soon as George died, he became there because Hal doesn't want to do that. Hank wanted to be that guy ripping heaters, letting people know what he thinks.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, pour one out for a boy. Yeah.
1: Feels like he died forever ago. I was going to say that had to be March or April. Yeah. I'll be, I've, kind of forgotten that they even like that they did spring training i like yeah, i was so kind of wiped though. it from my mind that, like we they played like a month of baseball they did well they were there for a month i yeah. think they played
2: maybe two weeks worth of games i watched one spring training game and it was it was on a saturday and and cole threw two innings yeah and we were was, all, all we, all jumping. we were yeah. all jumping for joy that's really my only spring training memory and i actually tweeted this the best baseball memory we might have this year is just signing Cole. I mean, that was the best day. It's the best day we've had. I mean,
1: I think that's honestly, I think that's what happens. I just, it felt like the world series. I think it's becoming, I think there's going to be like a social pressure that when you get these guys together, all of a sudden it's going to be, you get your 50 guys, 60 guys staff. So let's say it's 75 to a hundred people. And all of a sudden it's going to be June 10th and they're going to be like, oh, so 13 people in X organization have COVID, you know, or then it becomes, or even worse, it's July 23rd, 10 people in, you know, from the brewers have COVID. They open in three days against the Cubs. Everyone else is at risk. And it's like, fuck, I don't want to play these guys.
2: Will there be a COVID IL? You know how there's a concussion IL where it's only if you have a concussion, I think it's seven days.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a separate thing. And yeah,
2: but I think it's, it's 10 days is what okay, it is. Okay, 10-day COVID IL. Seeing that on the ESPN bottom line is going to be hysterical.
1: And it's going to be tough when you've got guys who are um, you know, asymptomatic who are just like, yeah, I feel fine. I'm missing my team law, you know, imagine Aaron judge gets COVID because he will, uh, and he's out 10 days, 10 games or 10 days, asymptomatic. And they're reporting that he's asymptomatic. And we're like, fuck, now we're missing more of these guys. And there's not even anything wrong with him.
2: Got to interrupt. You got a tweet from Heyman here that was sent into the group chat here from Joe Randazzo. MLB and the Players Union are in talks now with no major holdups known. Going to be hard to make that 5 p.m. deadline, though. Little
1: humor from Heyman. You rarely see that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I think they come to an agreement. I just don't think it goes off. I hope it does. I just don't think it does. But you think they're going to get to camp. You think they will agree and report to camp. Yeah. And I, say cam-
2: I say camp with.
1: Yeah. And then I think you're going to see a lot of outbreaks in camps and then with that you're going to see continuing uh like rising across the country and uh, i think there, you know you you may hit a point where especially for a team like what if you have a team that like you know over the course of a 10-day period 25 guys have it yeah, could could definitely happen. I do think that if
2: it gets canceled, let's say 2 weeks into spring training 2.0, there's no way it can be as disappointing as it was in March when we were gearing up to go to Baltimore in a week and a half and then the season got delayed. Yeah, I think everybody'll be like, "All right, whatever."
1: Yeah, cuz we're not right. going anywhere. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, I I hope they figure it out. I just don't know that all the medical stuff is on our side. I mean, Fauci today said that He's cautiously optimistic that before the end of the year, there'll be a vaccine. Uh, you Just get me a vaccine before, like, January 10th. And I'm, I was going like, to say, give me a vaccine before Pitchers and Catchers 2021. Yeah, I got Lions Day in January, though, so. Right,
2: right. That'll uh, be my second second annual.
1: I thought about, uh, I'd love it if, like, the vaccine came out that day. And it's like, yo, everyone just get drunk, and then you'll just get hit with this vaccine on your way out of the bar. <laughs> I'll, I'll hire a nurse. People wearing masks in, uh, in Kavanaugh. No, there. no masks because you're getting the vaccine that day. Like so. Uh, so just yeah, you days. got you got it all figured out. J- January 10th, you have a date already? It's January 15th. So I'm trying 15th. to give a little bit of uh, wiggle room. Yeah, I know the day. It's always the Friday Martin Luther King weekend. Got it. The good doctor. What do you think? Okay, so I got another one since I mentioned Martin Luther King. Let's say they get through spring training. It could actually, it could be spring training. Yeah, let's say we're through spring training. We're through, because I don't even know if they're going to televise spring training games or what they're going to do. We'll, you know, what will be available to us. If you're the Yes Network, you just have to be like, here they are working out. If you can get clearance, so like, here's just a live feed of them working out. And let fucking Matt Stucco just provide commentary over it. Like, you can't get K if, like, guys are busy. Just give me anything. Give me stucco with a fucking mic running around.
2: Talking I'll take that all day. I mean, you got to do something to make up for the fact that there's not going to be any fans, not only at the games, but remember, fans are usually at these workouts, too. Yeah.
1: I'd say it'd be an interesting twist. Uh, um, I would watch that. And then, okay, so baseball has a very few black players. It's like 7% or something, right? Uh, there's a fair amount of Asian players. There are a lot of, uh, Latino or Latinx. I don't know how you're supposed to say it players. Uh, and just so you know, if you, uh, correct, like which one it is for me in a tweet, I'm going to like it or respond, but I don't really care at that point because it's hours after I said this, (laughs) like I've moved on, um, but someone will do it. And then, um, there are a lot of white players. There are a lot of white players who are, I don't know, there are some Bible thumpers in there. There are some ultra conservatives. I mean, we're seeing, you know, Aubrey Huff is the extreme, but we're seeing a lot of baseball may be the first sport back, if like all this plan goes. They're the first knee before a national anthem of the major sports.
2: I didn't think about that. Oof. I don't think the Yankees are kneeling, man. The Steinbrenners are so traditional. What do you mean? I, who gives a fuck I, I that's know. not I what just, the
1: kneeling's about. The kneeling's not about giving a fuck.
2: I get it. Do you think how
1: Steinbrenner is going to be cool with them kneeling? Who gives a shit? What are you gonna do? penalize someone you're gonna lose the whole Bronx. The Bronx will literally they'll burn down that fucking stadium. <laughs> Although the na- but the other thing, I don't know. I think people really only think about the national
2: anthem in terms of in terms of football. Like, let's be honest when we're when we're at the games, usually when they're doing the na- national anthem, I'm in line for a beer or I'm in the bathroom. I mean, I don't even notice it
1: half yeah. the time. But now it's going to be. You think about that first. So whether or not you are at the game, so let's say they, you know, the Yankees open in Texas on a right, re- you know, a regular season. I mean, you're watching that season-opening game. You're, you've are you got the TV on an hour before. Like, you're watching everything. I will. And regardless of whether or not you even physically see it, you could be taking a piss when they do it, getting a beer, or whatever it is. I mean, it's going to be everywhere on Twitter. It's going to be
2: – I guess – I didn't even think about this. I guess they will all. I guess they will all need. I, would, I do think – Well, so. I don't I think would... everyone's going to. That's what I'm getting at. You don't think – see, I think it would be an all-or-nothing type thing. I don't think the Yankees are going to do it unless it's a league organized. All 30 owners kind of agree with
1: it. Dude, the owners have – do you not understand how protests work? I guess not. Yeah, enlighten me. You don't ask your boss for permission to do it. Like you protest. You just do it. And now Colin Kaepernick got run out of the league. But like, you can't speak out of it. Like, Jerry Jones has shut the fuck up. If you, if someone takes a knee and you go, well, I told them to the honor of the flag. Like, it's not about the flag. It's never been about the flag. Everyone's admitting now it's not about the flag. It's just like, this is the best way to get attention and you get, you know, people who hide behind the flag or hide by someone else, behind someone else's service to say it. I just think it's going to be interesting because baseball has been the like they could have been back first. They could have they may end up being back first. They may be the first sport that has to tackle this. They also have I mean I think hockey is hockey players I just I know they fight and a lot of them are missing teeth and stuff, but my genuine like my opinion is that I think most of the, my perception I mean is that they're like genuinely nice like caring people. I always hear like good stories about hockey players. Basketball obviously, you know, that's a mostly black sport. Um in in, you know, in the NBA It's a mostly black league. So they're obviously all spoken out, they have been. Some people don't even want to go for because they want to speak out about stuff more. Uh the NFL, you've got, you know, it's a a lot of black players in the NFL. Baseball is a white sport, and it's going to be interesting to see if someone's going to say something stupid. Like some players going to be like, yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. The Lord didn't Not say to do that. Somebody from Georgia or Texas. And, and yeah. look, putting our, putting our
2: views aside, the bottom line is the Yankees are the most traditional team in the most traditional and old-fashioned sport. I know the players can technically do whatever they want. But I will
1: believe it when I see it. Because you could just see how being like, you know, if George was alive, George wouldn't. Breaking I mean, news from Jim Bowden, the MLBPA. Jesus, that's the fastest I've ever seen you move. MLBPA has informed MLB players uh, will report on July 1st for a July 24th opening day 60-game season in 66 days. They're both still working on finalizing safety and health protocols, which, crank, quite frankly, will be something Both parties will continue to improve on going forward. Let's go. You're going to
2: have to give me 30 seconds because I'm going to crack a beer.
1: All right. Yeah, I'll just provide some coverage here. I'm going to actually do an ad. Let's do an ad. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, including apparently the MLB, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need uh, even a little more, they've simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports to bet on? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets for you to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. I mean, baseball is going to be back, I guess. You can bet on that. What do we go with? What kind of beer? We're going with the Goose Island Next Coast IPA. Fancy. fancy, And it tastes great after that news. Right? No sleeves on, Yankee shirt. You're ready to go.
2: I feel like I'm at the game. Just need the hat.
1: Yeah, there we go. Ah, um, So
2: where are yeah, relieved, thrilled, just kind of expected it.
1: Yo, I don't think any of this shit's happening until July 24th and Aaron Hicks is taking a knee on the first baseline. (laughs) If CeCe was still here.
2: I think, and was still a player, I think, cause he, you know, he was with his kids and, and I know he's been very active and with his stature that he had in the clubhouse, I could maybe see them organizing something. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure with this group.
1: I just, I don't know. So I think there's a courtesy of like, Hey, just a heads up guys, I'm going to be taking a knee. Or there'll be like a couple guys who are like, yo, just, you know, like we're doing, you know, um, and some guys will, some guys won't. Hopefully, they all do. But and you, you know, seem to think the Yankees will do something. So you don't, but you don't
2: think Brett Gardner's gonna.
1: Well, that's think, what that's what I'm getting. Right. That's what. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Who are the guys? Like I've heard some Garrett Cole stories of him. Not not liking people that don't look like him. <laughs> way before he was a Yankee. And I don't <laughs> know if that you know allegedly, but yeah. you know I have talked to agents before uh so a couple of years ago Gary did something I was with Barstool still we had like a Gary shirt I don't remember what it was but I was just like I had an agent of someone on the Yankees um not Clint Frazier because people know I have a relationship so another another player someone who's no longer with the Yankees you know small role player and I said, hey, can you – I knew his agent. And I said, hey, I'm trying to get this fucking shirt to Gary. Can da-da-da help me out if I get it to him? And he just goes, no. He doesn't talk to anyone who's not white. Wow. He doesn't talk to the Spanish players. He thinks they make <laughs> too much noise. Oh, my god! And, and you I you was like, oh, the okay. Two, yeah, it's
2: crazy. The two main demographics are, if you had to take, like, the two average MLB players, it's uh, – a white Bible thumper from Georgia or Texas or somebody like Glaber Torres, who's, you know, from yeah. the Dominican or Venezuela. So that those two couldn't be more opposite in terms of how they grew up, their culture. And you see it in the World Baseball Classic. I remember they were going at it a little bit. I think it was Ian Kinsler from the USA team who was ripping somebody on the Dominican team saying they don't play the right way. We were taught to play a different way. So there is some, there is some tension there.
1: Yeah. I, so I think – I just think baseball – has had such a bad view of them through these, you know, past couple of months that I hope no one does something that makes them look bad again by it's either criticizing a teammate for their stance or doing something, you know, now I'm not saying, Hey, if you don't want to knee, if you don't want to kneel, I'm not saying everyone should, you know, you should kneel. Don't do anything you're not comfortable doing, but I hope like there's not, you know, and I'm not talking about just the Yankees. I'm talking about across baseball. Yeah,
2: no, you're right, and when you brought this up, the first thing that came to mind for me was that the Yankees, you know, they teach those classes on how to speak to the media. They are so heavy on, you're allowed to say this, you're not supposed to say this, so I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm sure this has been addressed on a Zoom call or something like that.
1: Well, I just think you can't say, you can't say anything. Like, there's no, this is okay or this isn't okay. The only correct thing right now, in terms of, like, if stuff gets to the media or whatever, is do whatever you need to do to, like, you know, express yourself. As long as you don't have facial hair.
2: I know they're they're technically allowed to do whatever they want, but but Cashman or Howe could
1: say we strongly would prefer if you guys, I I mean, I know that that goes directly to the press. Can you imagine that? That would be a nightmare to be a As a Yankees fan, that would be a nightmare scenario. You think if they sent out a memo or talked about it, you think one of our players is going to leak that to the press? We keep
2: everything so close to the vest. See, I don't. No, you're definitely going to get that.
1: This is the biggest social change in our lifetime. These guys aren't going to go, oh, well, you know what? The old white boss who didn't want to pay me all the money.
2: Dude, they don't even let them grow beards, man. They are the most traditional organization ever in any sport.
1: Yeah, dude, we're not talking about facial hair to look professional. We're saying like, ah, you want social change and you want black people to stop getting killed.
2: Look, I agree. We have pretty much the same the same views on this personally. I just, oh yeah, yeah, I no, no. Yeah, by, yeah. anyway, like I've talked to it. Nick this side. Nick is not. It's not racist or anything. <laughs>
1: it's just a matter of like, yeah, no. It's an awkward situation.
2: No, it is. And and you know, maybe if we rooted for a different team, I would just knowing what I know about this team and the ownership and their culture, I just it would be. I'd be surprised to see it. That, well, then you also got to
1: wonder: Do you want to be the only team that doesn't, or the last team? Like, we're the last team with a Pride Night. Right, we were the last. We were the yeah. last. I don't think it happened. Was it supposed to be this year for the first one? It's Pride yeah. Month so, now.
2: So they did something last year for Stonewall, the Stonewall Scholars. They put something up in Monument Park. I don't think they called it Pride uh, Night. I think they called it Stonewall Night. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I know we. I know at, at the time they got reprimanded by Manfred for being the only team that, that yeah. hadn't done it. Yeah.
1: So it seems like, all right, we're going to have a July 24th opener. Um they still I don't think they've hammered out the DH. I think they're going to have the DH. Um but there are traditional playoffs. I've seen something about less of a playoff share. Why would they get less of a playoff share? So that's the thing that I don't understand. It was supposed to be I
2: think they lost out on 25 million in playoff shares by not agreeing, by not agreeing and by having to settle it with Manfred Bauer tweeted some about that. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So, But they must have had reasoning. I mean, I'm sure there was a PR. They must have had some reasoning because they're getting the 60 regardless. Do you think most of the players wanted expanded playoffs or didn't want them?
1: I think if they got paid more, I think the proposal was because it's going to come up for 2022, uh, for the 2022 season, don't want to do this. Uh, now, especially with like that Turner deal and all the playoff deals that we're hearing about, the players just getting a portion of gate revenue. Oh, that's what it is. They're not. Their playoff shares are based off gate revenue for the first four games of a seven-game series, first three of the first round. So that's why there's no gate revenue. That's going say what not, gate revenue. <laughs> that's why they're not getting money. Uh, okay, that's what they get paid off of. So I think it's going to come up for the next CBA. The players are going to say, okay, but like gate revenue, there are only so many seats. You can only charge so much. You're getting $500 million a year from this channel. Five hundred, you know, You're getting $1.5 billion in TV rights for the playoffs. We want a piece of that as well. Some of that. And so I think that was one of the things the owners originally had offered was like you get a piece of this extra round that's coming in.
2: That makes sense. And speaking of fan revenue, I saw an article today that said, I guess the Texas teams, the Rangers and the Astros, will technically be allowed to have up to 20,000 fans in attendance. Do you think MLB might say, no, nah, nobody gets any
1: Yeah, fans. no, no, I don't think. Because I, I, that's not all, fair. It's all or none. Yeah, right? It's got to be. That's not fair. It's got to be an all or none because the um, – Yeah, whatever the state says is great. Because I even saw, like, the governor in Illinois was like, yeah, you can have whatever it would be like, you know, 8,000 fans. And the the mayor of Chicago was like, no, not at all. Uh, So, yeah, no, you can't have some places having And plus, there's – because it's not just like, oh, well, you know, the losses, we can do it. Major League Baseball has a responsibility. Texas is seeing an uptick. You know, those southern states, the southern states are the ones that are allowing the most leniency. They also have the highest cases. So now if you get someone who goes to a Rangers game, brand new stadium, they built a brand new stadium. No one will be in this year. Park, and someone gets it and dies or grandpa dies or whatever it is. You got a lawsuit there.
2: Yeah, and it's also unfair. It'd be a competitive advantage. If the Astros are allowed to have
1: 20,000
2: fans during an ALCS game and we have to play in an empty stadium for our home games, it's just
1: not fair. Yeah. So I think other owners are going to push back, you know, because of that. But I think the league from a whole will not do that, you know, unless they have all 30, you know, the city, you know, what, I think it's 26 cities that all the teams are in, whatever it may be. And then you can, you know, and there's some, like, you could have 2,000 fans. Like, everyone's got to go to the lowest thing. Yeah, can but I don't you think you're going to have it would
2: be, It's hard enough to get Yankee playoff tickets. Can you imagine if they're only allowing 5,000 people, how
1: competitive it would be to get those tickets? I'll send you pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there, man. I know. Don't worry. Would. I wouldn't go without you. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's. You know, that's what we have. So, okay, let's say I'm totally wrong, and they're going to get the 60 games in. The last two seasons, the Yankees have started 9-9. Nine and nine. Can't go 18 games in. You can't be a third of the game season in playing 500 baseball.
2: It was one of the weeks a few back where we had nothing to talk about, and I think I wrote an article saying we have to get off to a fast start, but it really is true. It really is true. I mean, this team has started poorly past couple of years and usually we don't care and we're like you know what 162 everything will be fine but they have to get off to a good start especially without the expanded playoffs there's really no room for for error there
1: so it's almost like a um like the nfl now because you know when the nfl they think about it as four four game seasons we all i think we have to think of it as like 320 game seasons
2: okay yeah that makes sense
1: like you like hey in this first one we can't go worse than 13 and 7 in the second one we're warmed up like we have to go 15 and 5 then that sets us in a position where we can go 12 and 8 because we had rest days at the end
2: and have some leeway at the end right yeah. get everybody and i don't line, know what those number, uh,
1: numbers end up being if that would get you in the playoffs i'm just throwing out random numbers
2: No, you're right. The the good thing that we have this year as opposed to years past is if we do get stuck in that wild card game, we can sleep well knowing we have Cole going. Whereas the past couple of years it's been like, uh, do we start Seve? Do we
1: start Tanaka? Yeah. So,
2: yeah. You don't want to end up in that game.
1: No, you don't want to end up in that game. You don't want to end up in that game any year. You don't want to – yeah, you just don't. You don't want to end up in it this year. I still, uh, you know, I'm on the record before the season, this is not a World Series, regardless of who wins it. To me, this is not a World Series. Everyone's going to have their own opinion. I'm not here to change your mind. But I think it's important that for, especially for people like us who are like, you know, kind of public voices, we state where we are. I'll still, there'll be a parade, but it won't be a World Series parade. We, we
2: disagree on that, which is fine. I want to see a schedule. I want to see who we play on July 24th. Start
1: analyzing the schedule, man. I'm ready to roll. When the Yankees play the Phillies in Philly, where are you going to watch that game? So if there's three games, I would probably,
2: you know, I, I assume we do one event maybe. I'll watch maybe if one of there's a bar.
1: Them. Like if bars are open. We don't even have bars open here.
2: I would go to my I will go to a bar and then I have a couple of buddies that are Phillies fans. I would probably watch a game with them, Talking you know, shit. assuming it's yeah, assuming it's a three game series. Um, but I would I mean I would do something for it for sure. I don't know if they're going to allow tailgating. Yeah, like I could, would definitely go down there and tailgate just go, and go yeah, wave yeah. to
1: the bus. Listen on the radio. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I want to know what the schedule is. Um, even how they break up the like divisional versus. Um, interleague games. Cause if you're playing with like just the DH, I think I would want... If the, if it's universal DH, which is still up in the air, I think that still has to be decided. And there is the ability to add extended playoffs, but that has to be determined before opening day, so they're still going to negotiate. Yeah. Essentially, all this is is the owners have said when and where, and the players have said we'll be there. Um, there could still be hang-ups on... There are so many hang-ups there could be, but... I think I would want a heavier interleague schedule to start. Interesting.
2: I wouldn't mind that either. I mean, the Yankees playing the Nationals or the Phillies or the Mets, I mean, those are good games.
1: Yeah, give me Phillies and the Braves for the first two series. Like, let me get six games in before So you want to I'm, get your feet wet before we i yes, to see I'm the water, Tampa. Okay. Because those games are going to matter more. So, you know, if you can't have – as many spring training games because we don't know what that's going to look like. Like, yeah, they can they count. I mean, they definitely count, but let me tow in the water.
2: And those would be the load management games for judge and Stanton. Do you think we'll punt any games? Cause the Yankees are notorious for punting. I don't, I don't think, think you can, definitely. right? Okay. Me neither.
1: Yeah. I don't think you can at all. This is, they play, this is grab your nuts. Like I used to say when Girardi was manager all the time, my issue with him in 15 and 16 was he He was always saying I was the binder and, like, yes, we got far in 17, but especially 15, 16, maybe even in 14 was I just wanted him when it got to, like, September and it was, like, we're, like, three games out or whatever. Just mm-hmm. say, like, who the fuck wants to be a major league baseball player today? Like, who wants to be a pro athlete today? Because that's what I'm looking for. And that's what this whole season is. It's just like, yo, who wants to go out there and, like, you know, be a warrior or whatever the, you know, whatever it is that you want to say, like, go and do that every day for 60 days out of 66 days. So not every day. You get six days off. But you're, you're nuts, turning a
2: marathon into a sprint. And, and for us specifically, I mean, 16 and 17, the regular season meant something because we weren't sure if we were going to make the playoffs. But kind of starting in 18, it was more of a dress rehearsal. For the postseason, yeah. so now it's just a shorter, it's just a shorter ramp up period or a shorter
1: rehearsal. Like I'm confident in this team. If we, you know, provide everything goes off, I'm confident in them making the playoffs, you know, and winning more games than the other teams. Hopefully, guys kept, you know, working out. I mean, we've seen the the Instagram here and there of Gary hitting. Uh, you know, Glaber's had six different haircuts, but um, you know, we've seen him doing some work uh dj we know is a robot luke voigt has been you know putting pictures up there have no idea what stanton's doing we hear about judging hicks i assume gardner is in like i don't know what like one of those uh, like hunter's nests or whatever it is when it's like up in the tree in south carolina yeah. real tree camo just doing that where he's just been out fishing this whole time
2: yeah one or the other hunting fishing
1: um you know, the rest of the, the, the team, you assume they're getting their work in where they need to. The pitchers, the pitchers ramping up is going to be a question as all, you know, as it always is. Um, But I feel good about this team getting to the playoffs. It's just a bit of like, you know, how much you know, you want to control your own destiny in the playoffs. And yeah, there won't be fans there, but you just you want to be comfortable in an uncomfortable world right now.
2: Exactly. And I still want home field advantage. Even though guys like us that kind of make that home field advantage can't be there. I
1: still want them to be in the Bronx even if it's an empty seat. Yeah, I mean that's something that's to important. See. You yeah. want your guys sleeping in their own beds, you know, that all plays a role. I sleep awful in hotels. I have no idea how. I see the NBA players complain about the lack of sleep all the time. Um, I have no idea how pro athletes do it. I never can sleep in a hotel. See, I sleep well in hotels. Nice king
2: bed, blast the AC. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I just can't do it. I don't sleep well. Um so I mean we we know what we're looking at here.
2: I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see the schedule. I want to see who we're
1: playing. How what many, many hang-ups do you think there'll be between now and the next time we do this show? One week. At least two. At least two. One house, twice, we'll think one health and
2: is. one like random scheduling thing. Okay. I think. Yeah. What do you think? I could see that. Question yeah. for you. So Domingo Herman has oh he's got sixty sixty three left.
1: Yeah, he's ready for the playoffs.
2: Game four.
1: No, the you know, don't. Do you, you think?
2: Know. Do you think they'll? Do you think he'll pitch? Is my question
1: no. this year? Will we see him on the mound? No. Too much of a distraction to come back at that point in the season. If you have you know fifty guys who went out there and we, now who, obviously if there's injuries and you need them, that's a different thing. Uh but. I don't even know, like, with that suspension, what access he has to facilities. Like, is he able to, you know, in the middle of September, go down to Tampa and work out down there? The last I saw he was at the Dominican, he was at the Dominican Academy. So that's pretty much nothing. Yeah, I like, mean, that's something. But. I mean, that you know, so yeah, I mean, he's in the Dominican Republic. I'm sure he's working out. I wonder, I think the Yankees... Because there was so much concern about his arm last year and now this, like, long layoff. Like, do they tell him to start ramping up when it gets to, like, August? I think you have to look at, like, injuries kind of at that time and what they might need. And worst case, the guy, you know, works and, you know, whatever. It would be kind of funny because if he came back for the playoffs, he he would play for no money the whole season. The whole season. Right. He'd make no money. There's zero financial upside. To him. Oh my
2: god, I didn't even think about that. There's so many quirks that go that yeah, goes you want into to this play for, it, for, free? for yeah. individual guys. It's hilarious. Do you think we'll see Davy Garcia start a game? Yes, this year. Okay.
1: May, um I don't like, know about start. I think we'll see
2: him. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think we'll see him relieving at some point, but I don't know if he's gonna get a start.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we're throwing away starts. That might be like that's close to a punt. Clark Schmidt would
2: get a start before him, yes. I would think. Yeah. But I mean, it's pretty set. I mean, you got Cole, Paxton, Tanaka, Montgomery, and Hap. That's pretty locked in. Yeah,
1: I think you know we're we're a team that can win this championship. That's not a World Series. <laughs> you mentioned the three, the twenty
2: twenty and twenty, and the three seasons. The way I'm kind of looking at it is there's there's sixty games and Cole starting hopefully eleven of them, probably going nine and two, maybe eight and three. And you just got to take care of the other, the other 49. And we haven't had that, man. We haven't had that in years.
1: So I am looking for someone to do, and I mean, it'd be great if it was someone on the Yankees, but I think we're going to see it somewhere in the league. Someone do a very dramatic, like, CC with the Brewers. Like, give me the ball every four days for the month of September. You know, I've only thrown, you know, I've had six starts so far. There's only five ahead of me. Fuck it, yeah, chaos, Fuck chaos, it. It. and I've wanted that. Sixty games, four man rotation, give it to me. Yeah, it's, it's it's doable. We haven't really
2: seen that for a while. I mean, guys don't really go on three days rest anymore. I think Verlander did it once. Did
1: in the playoffs last year. Yeah, occasionally. Or you maybe get like you know you had CC do it because he was going into a free agency. The Brewers hadn't been in the playoffs in forever. The city of Milwaukee was drunk and, you know, all over it. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think, yeah, if you get 11, 12 starts at a call, and then who knows? Like, you end up, you may end up in a position with five games left in the season where it's like, well, we're, you know, we've got our spot locked up. Let's skip that last start. Have you ready for the playoffs?
2: And if it's traditional playoffs, we don't necessarily need to get the one seed. It's not that big of a difference. As long as we win the division and, and have one of the, the yeah. two best records, we'll have the ALDS at home. And and kind of when we played Houston last year, it kind of showed that home field didn't really matter that much. I mean, we stole a game there. We didn't really protect home field when they came to us. So. Yeah, we were de- Does that really matter at this point? Without
1: fans, you know, and you'll hear the trash can a lot louder if there's no fans.
2: Right, that, that's
1: true. That, that's a nice advantage for them. Um. Yeah, it's – hopefully, you know, I'm hopeful. I'm skeptical, but I'm hopeful. I'm excited, but we, we got some things to work out now. They
2: got to they gotta figure out a schedule. They got to figure out a plan for spring training. I mean, obviously, Cashman's already figured this all out, but I, I, I'm excited to see it.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they have to have, you know, something in place. I'm sure Boone and his staff have been like, you know, how are we going to make this work? And then who knows what kind of regulations they'll be in place because – if you remember when there was like that 67 page thing, it was like you can't use the indoor batting cages. Like you can't have spring training in the Bronx and shut down. You know, it's probably like a two lane batting cage. Oh my God. On the, the home about- side and on the visitor side. So you probably have four, you know, things. Wow. And they got
2: to stand online six feet behind waiting to hit.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of that's really going to happen because I think, you know, the health protocols are unrealistic.
2: They are. Did you see the tweet about the wet rag? No. So since players can't lick their hands, they're, gonna have a, they're allowed to have a wet rag in their back pocket that they can, like, rub on the ball as a substitute for spitting and licking the ball.
1: Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I hope someone finds a way to cheat with that. Like, yeah, just fucking, yeah, get a wet rag and then give me, like, a teaspoon of olive oil on there.
2: It would be hysterical to see somebody get Michael Pineda or somebody's got some on their neck or
1: on their uniform. Uh, Trevor Bauer's been going off on everyone. I think we both want him on the Yankees.
2: Uh, I want him so bad. I I was thinking, man, we just got to recruit him. We got to recruit him over. He'd be perfect. Work with Matt Blake when he was in Cleveland. He's obsessed with analytics. We're obsessed with analytics. Although I think him and – him and Cole might have had some sort of issue in they relationship you see I was going to
1: say, do you have immortal Mortal enemies? Okay. They hate each other. Uh, I don't know that Cole hates Bauer. Bauer hates Cole. Bauer also hates everybody.
2: I was going to say, but, but they both, they could bond, like they could be two guys that hate each other, but bond over spin rate.
1: So here's Bauer's thing. So Bauer never fit in anywhere. He kind of doesn't now either. Um, I think he's done, di- he's been a good enough player and, you know, earned a certain cachet that people hang out with him and so, or give him the opportunity to win them over because of that. But he said, like, in high school, he had no friends because he was a jock, so all the nerds hated him. And he was a nerd on the baseball team, so all the, the, none of his teammates liked him. And then he got into things with, um, the coaches, because he was doing the, all the training that's popular now, he was doing on his own before. And then he went to UCLA, and I think him and Cole are just opposites and just hated each other. Cole's the traditional popular kid, prom king. Bible
2: thumper. Yeah, and, yeah. and Bauer is the disruptor.
1: Yeah, and so I just think it, it didn't work. Um, so I think that, that actually like could be an issue because that's the kind of guy that Bauer is. He, you know, He sticks to it. Yeah. Um, I think it would be – I think it ends, like, terribly. Like, if we got Bauer, because if he does his one-year deals, so we sign Bauer for a year, like, I think by the end of that, we hate him and he hates the Yankees.
2: I don't know. If he pitches well, man, I'll love him. We've had a lot of guys that have said stupid shit. I mean, Reggie Jackson used to say dumb shit sometimes. Everybody loves him. A-Rod used to say a lot of dumb shit. We love him.
1: Like, Bauer's idea of a good time – is like, yeah, I'm sure winning a World Series is up there on his ideas of a good time. But I think higher than that would be like, how far can I push the sideburns limits?
2: Like just little shit like that. Yeah, and no, that's true. But like we've mentioned before, I think, and everybody points to the media. He'll never work in the New York media. I think he would take a lot of pressure off the other guys. Kind of, I think I've talked about it on here how A-Rod used to take pressure off the other guys because all the reporters were at his locker, and Teixeira could slink out quietly after an O for 5. I think Bauer could maybe have that effect as well, take some of the pressure off the other guys.
1: Yeah. He embraces new media too. Like, Bron yeah. Smith could probably get a shot with him. You know, he's cool with John Boy. He's cool with Carabas. And I'm sure he's cool with Matt Blake from Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, that would be a really good fit. So even – it could actually even, like, play to our advantage if he had, like, a rough season.
2: I was going to say, man, we might be able to steal some really good players in free agency. If all these other teams are crying poor, we have the most money, and they're just sitting out there?
1: It might be. It might be. So uh, without baseball – what kind of sad shit have you been doing with your time?
2: Yeah, so this is this is kind of embarrassing to admit. Last Wednesday, uh, Jamie and I had two friends over, uh, another couple to have some drinks. Uh, the other With the other couple
1: – Because we're, s- we're swingers now. It just, the way – we had another couple over. We decided – I put a ring on it, so <laughs> – Everything's out the window. Yeah. Now, The other with the
2: other couple, the girl works in a hospital as well, so we figure the four of us are exposed every day. We yeah. can hang out. We have some drinks. They leave at 1030. Jamie goes to bed. I go out on the the balcony to keep listening to music. And I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, why didn't Sonny Gray work out, man? He had a golden arm. He was AL tested. He was playoff tested. He was the perfect acquisition deadline. We acquired him. I think he was 26 or 27. And I sat out there for two hours just reminiscing about how that didn't work out. I guess other people would think about ex-girlfriends or something. And I was thinking about, about Sonny Gray still.
1: Did you listen to him on R2C2? No. I caught a clip or like I caught like the beginning of it um, on YouTube. And he had essentially said like, yeah, I came and um, I was asking like questions, you know, for like access to things like the spin rate machine or whatever it is. And they were just like, yeah, no, we don't have that. Like they sell a chopped cheese across the street, but like we don't have.
2: Do you believe him though? We're all
1: about access to information and. But with. No, not with our last pitching coach.
2: Uh, I guess this was 20, This is twenty seventeen. Yeah. I guess if that all, I don't. It's just still, man. It's still. He was. He was the perfect. He was the perfect guy to bring on. And and usually my thing is I'm scared of bringing in NL pitchers because they get a free out. They get a bunch of free strikeouts. But I'm like, man, this guy's won elimination games in the playoffs. He's done it in the AL. He's got. Apparently he he had balls of steel. I mean that was his reputation. I had no idea he was just gonna kind of wilt away like he did, but it it still – it shouldn't, but it still kind of bothers me. I think –
1: yeah, I mean, I blame the Yankees on that. He's been good everywhere else. Like there's one thing I think we just – we mishandled it. Do you think it was all
2: that analytic stuff, or do you think he just couldn't handle pitching at Yankee Stadium? Because his ERA on the road was way better.
1: I think it's a combination of the two. Okay. Um. But, yeah, I think we, you know, we weren't where we probably should have been. And that's why Matt Blake, like, it's going to be – I mean, that's the thing that I'm really excited for, to see, like, you know, all that hype, where did it end up.
2: No, yeah, and I think we would have signed Cole probably regardless because we offered the most money, but I think that definitely helped.
1: Yeah, I think there, you know, there was that. There were some, you know, little touches we did, like our clubhouse attendant remembered what he likes to drink, like some weird yes. wine. Yep. So. He's a wine geek.
2: Yeah, sure. He goes you, nap a lot.
1: Well, he's from California. I mean, yeah, that's what you do. yeah, smoke weed, drink wine,
2: <laughs> and go to church. In his case,
1: go to church. Probably have a sign that says "Live, Laugh, Love" in your uh, <laughs> kitchen. Dude, I've been house hunting, and uh, I I bought a house. Um, I sent I sent you the pictures so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hard to go through. Uh, all the like listings and imagine these houses without the people's terrible stuff in it like there are so many where it's like oh great it says live laugh love in the kitchen like i don't think i could live in this house it's basically haunted at that point you that, gotta mentally remove it yeah yeah it's or if there were a lot it. of like uh like crosses like any house i saw that had like a lot of religious stuff i'm like i can't even go look at it it's, yeah it's cursed
2: it's cursed yeah there's a ghost in here yeah but you're excited Excited, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, dude, very excited. I mean, uh, you know, we signed the contract today. So uh-huh. kind of the whole story was last Monday, I was on Zillow. I'd been like poking around. I saw a house. I sent it to my wife and said, I want to buy this house. Tuesday, I called a mortgage guy that someone referred me to, got pre approved. Uh, Wednesday, I called a, a real estate agent that I know and said, hey, I want to go buy this house. Apparently I need you too. <laughs> like, do I have to pay you? Or they he was like, No, no, the sellers pay you. Uh pay me. And I was like, Alright, cool. Um there's an open house on Saturday, I want to go see it. And he was like, Alright, well forget an open house, like I'll just take you there. Uh let's go see like five other four other houses. Or let's go see a couple other houses. So I was like, Oh, here's some other houses. Schedule this one for last. Go see the other houses. One, you know, one, I was like, oh, I really like this house. And I went and I saw the house that I originally wanted and was like, yeah, cool. I want to buy this house. The (laughs) pool suite, man. The pool suite. Yes. So eventually I'll post pictures. But I have, I don't know anyone who owns a pool. Like that's a regular person that I know that's not a celebrity. That will have a nicer pool than I have.
2: Yeah. Is it heated or what are the specs on the pool? Okay.
1: It's heated. It's got the diving board on one end, so there's a deep end. On the shallow end, there is a platform that's only a couple inches below the water for babies, kids. Uh, perfect. And, and there's a hole there to put, like, built into it for an umbrella. So you have an umbrella in that area. It's got a hot tub. Big yard, big enough for wiffle ball. Um, I don't know how much wiffle ball I'm going to be playing, but yeah. like, it, You it's, never know. Yeah. I, and then, like... Yeah, and then there's just a huge house with it too. Like,
2: yeah, and you're not too far from Philly, not too far from getting to the games. It's a pretty solid central yeah, location.
1: I'm like, I could be in downtown Philly in like 25 minutes.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say half hour, and I'm
1: in this. I'm at the stadium in under two hours. You know, and I'm, you'll still be working from home regardless. Still working from home. Yeah, it's an exciting time. I think all the the COVID stuff definitely was like, all right, we definitely got to get out of the city eventually. And then, uh, I think like protests should keep going and I think they are, they will keep going and I think there will continue to be civil unrest because I think we are the, I think we are just at the beginning. I think people are seeing less of it on the media, uh, because protests have become pretty peaceful. You only hear about like shootings in Chaz, not peaceful protests. And, um, I think we are at the beginning of another like civil rights, um, movement, which is great. And I will come into the city to protest, but I was going to have to get out of the city eventually. And I'm just going to get out before all the prices go up.
2: No. Yeah, you're right. And per- yeah, no, that makes sense. And it c- kind of feels like COVID just sped up the timelines of everything. I mean, I got engaged pretty quickly. You bought a house pretty quick.
1: There's no baseball on TV. So we got. Do- that's what happens. You end up on Zillow or Blue <laughs> Nile, just like piecing together stuff. That's it. Speeds everything up. Have you guys figured out more? I'm just going to ask you about your you know, possible wedding all the time. Have you guys given more thought to what you're going to do? We
2: are targeting April of 2022. Okay. So, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Give that's yourself really all some we time. Yeah, exactly. And That was part of my reasoning for proposing when I did. I didn't want it to be rushed. So that, that was part of it. I think it's it. tough then,
1: also yeah. with COVID. Like, in general, dates a year out tend to be, like, booked. It's tough for right. like a wedding in about a year. And now you're also seeing so many people who's just like, they are automatically pushed. They automatically pushed.
2: And next September September's already, I mean, that's really competitive. That's almost kind of filled up.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, like in April 2022, that could be, uh, that could be a good one.
2: Yeah, I think in mid April, make sure I have time to go to a yeah, new day. Yeah. say
1: do you know, you're going to want to do after, you know, like whatever it is, like the 10th?
2: Yeah, exactly. Nothing before, yeah, nothing before the fifth, and then I mean, March. We didn't want to do March, you know, spring training yeah. trip probably in there, and then obviously October was out. But I think April would be April would be a good wedding month, and then hopefully COVID is completely done by 2022. We would hope.
1: I think we have a vaccine early 2021. I think before next year's baseball season there'll be a vaccine. Sounds like it, man. Sounds like things are maybe turning up finally. We've had a lot of weeks
2: of. Just trying to be positive and mostly negative news. It finally feels like good things are happening. So,
1: Yeah, uh, hopefully, man. Well, that's exciting. So, I mean, your bachelor party is just going to be spring training, right? So, I didn't even think about that. I guess I'll have
2: one of those and then I'm sure for my other – I mean, I'm just going to do a Yankee game in Billy's and club in New York City, I think.
1: But when would you do it? Like the week before your wedding? No,
2: I mean I think I would go to – I'd go to a Yankee game with my friends like next Like 2021. Sum- yeah, like next summer. I mean I don't really care oh, what yeah. it is. Find a good find a good series. Yeah. yeah that's the main find thing. Find a good – then-
1: well, think about a road series. If there's a good See, city I- to do it in.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I want to make people get on a plane. I'm not sure if I want to ask for that. We're so close. Like well, you can I see it so could be like
1: you know Baltimore, or it could be like a road trip thing, or who knows how they're going to reschedule interleague. Like it could be Pittsburgh. I've thought about Camden Yards. I have. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like when people do bachelor parties in New York City, they're always let down. Interesting. C- What's your reasoning there? It's so expensive. Like everything is incredibly expensive, including like the hotels and and stuff like that. And then. I don't, Like, it's the same thing where, like, when I live in New York, people would DM me all the time. Like, hey, come to New York for the first time. Like, which bar should I go to? So there's 50,000 of them. Yeah, like, how do you pick the right spot? You know, if, yeah, maybe, you know, are you a club guy? I don't know. Versus, like, if you find, like, a nice, like, Saturday night game to go to in Baltimore, and you do, like, a weekend where, who knows, maybe you get down there on Friday, you go, um... There's a casino there. There's like stuff to do. I mean, I'm not planning your bachelor. Bar. I'm just not,
2: yeah, no, kid. no, it's interesting. Baltimore is definitely a play. I mean, I know it definitely won't be, it won't be Vegas. I've been to Vegas three times for oh, work and I just think it's a very, nightmare. dude, it's just such an overrated city. It really is.
1: Yeah. It's nightmare fuel. Um, well, that's exciting. That's yeah. Man. very we got ex-
2: good stuff coming up.
1: Dude. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, Have you gone to, now I'm just asking questions that I care about. Um, there's like a big homeless like camp by your house. I drove by the other day. Dude, it's, it's, it's expanding too. It's getting closer. Yeah. I was
2: make, I was taking a walk. There's at least 75 tents.
1: Yeah. I drove, where did I go? I went to a place, I guess kind of near you. It was like north of you. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't use GPS. So I came off like the exit right by you. And I was like, what is this going on? I was like, oh, you guys think you're doing the Seattle thing. Okay.
2: That's that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's that entire field there. You think about where the place where I went and did the T work. Yeah, where you're getting the tea bath- work. That's
1: what I said, I said to my wife. I was like, I wonder if Nick's getting tea work or looking for someone to shag balls out here.
2: <laughs> Go get some swings in, in front of them. But, yeah, they're, they've kind of spread all the way down.
1: Uh, down there towards the art museum are they even are they homeless people some of them didn't look homeless and there are some really nice tents there i think it's mostly homeless but i think there's
2: other people that are homeless that are like joining them in support i think is is the latest (laughs) i'll
1: be here in support till sundown. (laughs) right then i'm
2: I'm going home to my nice my nice condo with the air
1: conditioning yeah well i mean hey we got baseball apparently you know, something, man. Something. It feels
2: it feels like something. I, I feel something, which is which is cool. I hope we get it.
1: I really do. Like I hope that they find a way to do it safe. I hope that if we lose it, it's because of things out of anyone's control. You know, like yes. I don't want to find out that. And now, it obviously the world like totally stopped. But you know, remember when this all started for sports was the NBA, Rudy Gobert. Touching all the micro, like just being, you know. I, I remember that man. Damn, and damn, just like man. I just don't want anyone to do any shit like that. I think everyone's, you know, kind of minding their p's and q's right now, everywhere in the world. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, if you want to follow Nick and get some of his hot takes, or maybe I don't know, links to old ALCS as he's watching. Very sad at two in the morning on his balcony. <laughs> at and Kirby, and You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show at George's Box Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, hey, if this gets through, we're going to win it all. Nick says it's World Series. I say it's not. But there will be a parade, and we'll see you at the parade.